How's it going, everybody? Here to talk about Disney and the amount of money that they've lost this year. Um, I'm seeing a bunch of articles and I'm seeing a bunch of YouTubers that I follow um, talking about it. It's looking like Disney has lost over $1 billion this year. Um, and I kind of just wanted to talk about that, my perspective and, and whatnot, you know. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of these studios, Disney, uh, especially, you know, wants to have their cake and eat it too, you know, uh, I feel like while Chapek was there, Chapek had the mindset that the Disney brand is going to live on no matter what we do, you know, so we need to pay more attention to the numbers than anything else. When in reality, you know, fans for the most part, have told studios, especially Disney, what we want. The kind of things that, you know, the zeitgeist right now is is interested in when it comes to, you know, Disney specifically as a company, and they don't listen. And here's the thing. I'm not even one of these people that necessarily thinks that a studio should always listen to the audience because, you know, there's been tons of movies over the years that... You know, people go, mm, I don't know about that one. And then it comes, I'm like, oh my God, you know, that was the best thing in the world, you know? So there needs to be a little bit of push and pull. But, you know, um, because like, look, you know, Bob Iger himself has come out. It's been officially announced that we're going to get a Toy Story 5. Let's just talk about that for a second. This is going to be a, a good, uh, thing to use an example because I am a huge Toy Story fan. I have loved everything that I've done with Toy Story. You know, um, it's weird because Coco is my favorite Pixar movie, but Toy Story, the Toy Story movies is my favorite franchise. Um, so I love the Toy Story movies. You know, I don't think any of the other franchises quite has the charm or you know, at least for me, like, the nostalgia that Toy Story does, you know. Um, you know, the only other two in contention for me that have that is A Bug's Life or Monsters, Inc. But, um, you know, everything else is really, really good. Like, I love The Incredibles, you know. Um, but I sort of almost put The Incredibles, like, in a completely different box because those movies are so good but anyways back to Toy Story um I love the Toy Story movies um I love the little shorts that they've done in the past and I like the the short specials that they've done you know with the uh, Party Source Rex you know um Toy Story of Terror whatever it was called and um Toy Story that time forgot you know I loved those, you know, I thought it was a great in between, you know, um, between Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. But here's my problem you know, I don't know that you can do a Toy Story 5, like a, a true Toy Story 5, in the state where the characters are at right now because of the choices made in Toy Story 4. You know, 
Um, and I say that because I believe I don't know whether it was Tom Hanks or it was Bob Iger, but it seems like Woody is coming back for this. And I guess by extension, Bo Peep. But the problem, and spoilers if you haven't seen Toy Story 4, but at the end of Toy Story 4, the toys get split up. You know, Woody and Bo go off with, you know, the Vagabond toys or whatever you want to call them, you know, and Buzz and Jesse and Rex and the rest of the gang go back, go back with Bonnie. So the only story that I think you could realistically tell and still call the movie Toy Story is Buzz leaving. Buzz realizing that it's time for him to go. And maybe he goes searching for Woody because he knows Woody and Bo is out there. Or maybe he finds another kid, you know? Or, you know, who knows? But that is the only story that I think you could really tell and call it Toy Story. And... And here is the the kind of the dual edge. Um, here's the double edged sword of it all too. Is um, I would argue once Buzz leaves, as much as we love the other characters, as much as we love M- Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, as much as we love Rex, as much as we love Ham, you know, as much as we love everybody else, once Buzz leaves, is there even a Toy Story anymore? Like. The big draw to these movies is Buzz and Woody. So, Woody got his send-off. If the next one is Buzz's send-off, that needs to be the end of Toy Story. You know? But I say that with an asterisk, because the idea of doing these short little 30 to 45 minute specials on TV or releasing on Blu-ray, or now that Disney Plus is a thing, maybe that'll come out on there. I think that is the way to keep Toy Story alive, you know? Wherever the rest of the toys are, whether it's with Bonnie or some other kid, you know, you could do stuff with, you know, Woody and Bo. You could do stuff with Buzz, wherever he's at. If that is something that happens where they get separated, there's a lot of things you could do with the shorts, and it'd be fun to revisit the toys and see what they're up to. But here's the thing. We haven't gotten we haven't gotten to live in the separation of the toys. You know, the toys just separated from each other. Woody just left just a few years ago, and they haven't done anything with the Toy Story universe since then. So if Toy Story 5 is about all of the toys being reunited and Woody comes back somehow, even I am going to go, hmm, I don't know if I like that. You know? Um, when you make bold choices like that, you need to live in it for at least a little bit. You know? Um, and I don't feel like they've probably done that. And so... I am going to surprise it because normally I'm on the opposite side of the general audience, but I think I'm with the general audience on this. If they're going to go back to some generic, like bringing the gang back together kind of story, I'm not really interested in that. I feel like Toy Story 4 is a great epilogue to Toy Story 3, you know, 
we, st we really started the whole franchise with the first Toy Story from Woody's perspective. And we know how much Andy meant to him. And, you know, I think Woody wanted to do the right thing, you know, because he knew that Andy was grown up. So he chose to go with Bonnie. But I think the one beautiful... I think a beautiful thing about Toy Story 4 is... You know, Woody has spent the majority of his time, like, caring about everybody else. But he's never really cared about, like, taking care of himself. And I know we can. Get, I know a lot of people like to get to that point as well. I don't know if I like the idea that a toy has feelings and wants to go off by himself or whatnot. It's like, I, I think you're missing, like, the bigger picture, at least for me, because, like... You know, Bo Peep was, was his love interest. Bo Peep was, you know, his love. And she got given away. And I think I think the an alternative way to look at that is... I don't think if Bo had popped up in his life... If Bo didn't pop back, back in his life, I don't think he would have left Bonnie. You know? I think no matter how frustrated he would have gotten, he would have tried to make it work with her. Because that's just who Woody is. But when the love of your life comes back, you know, and unless you know the hurt and the pain of watching the love of your life leave and then having to come back, you can imagine what that feels like. And I think, you know, I think there are two beautiful things that, that simultaneously happen is Woody allows himself to get to a place where he's willing to go. But I think one of the most unappreciated moments in any Pixar movie is when Woody and Buzz are standing on the canopy and, you know, they're kind of shaking hands and greeting each other and everything because they haven't seen each other for a bit. And then Buzz tells him, she'll be okay. Bonnie she'll be okay because a good friend is going to give you permission to do what's best for you even though it means you know you're losing your best friend you know um and so I think there's a really beautiful message to be had there and I just think to do a Toy Story 5 and not have us live in this uh separation um, is a big mistake. But I'm not a writer at Pixar. Maybe they realize that too. Hopefully they'll come up with something good. I mean, I'm a Toy Story fanatic, so even if I'm not sure about it from the trailers, I will go see this movie in the theaters. I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to go see it. Um, now, one of the movies that was also announced, Frozen 3, I am super excited about that. Because I thought Frozen 2 was better than the first one, and I love the music in it. Um, so, I am interested to see what Frozen 3 is. Zootopia 2, I don't know. I don't know if that's something we need. And I don't know if that's an official thing or not, but I saw a bunch of people posting things about it. I didn't do my research, so I don't know, but... I don't know how I feel about it as a Topia 3. Or 2, I mean. 
think Zootopia was really cute for what it was. And I had a, and again, had a good message, you know, but, um, I don't know where you go after what you do, after what you did with that first Zootopia movie, you know? So I bring that all back to, these are the kinds of things that fans and people that are really into Disney think about, right? Like when a Disney movie is good, and I mean really good, we're talking Coco, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, you know, we're talking that good. When Disney is good, they make some movies that are absolutely brilliant. And because of that, it is really easy to tell when something is missing, the passion isn't there, it's just a story to be pushed out there, you know? And given the state of film and movies, you know, it really is true when you hear a lot of people say, like, you know, a family of four, you're going to easily spend a hundred bucks or more going out to a movie and see it versus hey if you just wait a couple months it's gonna drop on streaming for like 20 bucks to buy or like 10 bucks to rent you know so I'm sure most families are gonna be like well we're just gonna wait or even some families are even gonna go further say I'll just wait till it's on Disney plus forget like renting it you know so that is the state of movies right now so if these studios Disney specifically, since Disney's who we're talking about, want people to spend their hard-earned dollars on the movies, then we need to be sure that the movies are worth seeing. Because look, I loved Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But it wasn't as the best movie that it could possibly be. It was very rough around the edges. You know, what I loved about it was it really felt like Marvel went Dune. And I'm a big fan of what Denis Deneuve did with Dune. And I like the idea of getting this, like, this really abstract sort of like world and all of that. And, and but story-wise, like visuals and like universe-wise, it was really cool. Story-wise, it wasn't, it wasn't top-notch Marvel. And look, I loved Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness. I will defend that movie up and down. I love that movie. But I'm also a big Sam Raimi fan. Um, well, I shouldn't say I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. I'm a fan of Raimi-ish. Because I love Army of Darkness. I really like uh, Evil Dead. Um, I really like Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man doesn't quite hold up for me. Like I wish it would on rewatches, but it's still very nostalgic to watch it, you know, and Willem Dafoe is great as Green Goblin, but I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. But even I will say that movie, Rough Around the Edges, it's not the perfect movie that it could be. Number one, like I will echo what everybody else says. You can't go into that movie if you hadn't watched WandaVision. Like, Feige and everybody at Disney can lie through their teeth all they want and say, oh no, you don't gotta watch this stuff on Disney+. Plus." Uh, yeah, you do. Especially with this. 
If you didn't watch WandaVision, you're going to be super fucking lost. Because the last movie you saw WandaVision in, she was still a good guy. You know, her and um, Bruce had that brutal, beautiful moment talking about, you know, Natasha and Vision, you know. Or no, not, not it wasn't Bruce. It was uh, Hawkeye. It was um, Clint. But, um, so that's the last time we saw her. You know? Theatrically, that is the last time you see her. Think about that. The last time you see Wanda is her having that moment with Clint at the end of Endgame. And then all of a sudden, what? She's this villain character in Multiverse of Madness? That makes zero sense. You absolutely have to watch WandaVision to understand what happened. Absolutely. And even then, it's rough around the edges, you know? There's still another Wanda story in there somewhere, like, to connect those two things. What I would like to see is a, a, a quote-unquote movie called Vision Quest. You know, we see, you know, we saw what happened with White Vision at the end of WandaVision. And I, I kind of see it as the final, like, the final straw breaking, right? Where Vision is trying to figure out who he really is. Wanda's trying to see if there's any part of Vision left in White Vision. Because that is technically his body, you know? And when Vision realizes he can't be what she needs him to be, and she realize, realizes that her Vision is truly gone... I think that's what makes her snap, you know? And, you know... Well, I shouldn't say that's what makes her snap, because we see what makes her snap in WandaVision, but I think that is the the thing that puts her down the road to what she does in WandaVision. And that's kind of what I would like to see. Whether it's like a three-part miniseries thing or a movie, I think that's what I would like to see. And I think that would close the Wanda story very neatly um but I don't like the fact that Multiverse of Madness is considered Wanda's death I don't like the fact that a a character that powerful um is gonna be brought down that easily by a building by you know closing the altar on herself to me that just doesn't really make sense um I understand these characters can't live forever no matter how powerful they are but I would have liked to see her go out better I would have actually liked her actually give her life saving Wiccan and Speed in the future you know what I mean um, and I think that was a missed opportunity you know um, but all that being said I love Doctor Strange I know a lot of people hated that movie, and I loved it, you know? And so there is this natural thing when it comes to Disney movies that everybody has their preferences, especially with Marvel, you know? Like, my favorite Iron Man movie is Iron Man 3, and I know that's a lot of people's least favorite one, you know? Um, But Disney hasn't listened to the fans, and there's got to be this push, push, and push, and pull, you know? Um, so I don't know I don't know what the right call is because you know I'm not in the meeting rooms I'm not seeing what projects they're thinking about doing and which ones get chosen and which ones don't and all of that kind of stuff you know Um, so I can't say but you know 
I think as much as a fan of Toy Story I am as I am I am far more excited for Elio this new like science fiction movie where this boy gets you know abducted by aliens like that's the Pixar movie I'm looking forward to next you know it's something different it's original you know it's not a sequel it's not anything like that that is that's the one I'm looking forward to the most right now so I hope it's good because it looks adorable because uh, I love Luca I love Coco basically if you have a boy as the protagonist I'm probably gonna like it uh, and music or space elements in there you can double that so Coco wins double and if this is good because like look if it's a terrible movie I'm gonna be like eh it's alright but you know I'm gonna be honest you know um Luca was great because it was just like just a it really was like call me by your name for kids like it's just a slice of life no real big baddie no super big threat just slice of life you know two kids growing up on on Puerto Rosso and you know yeah just I liked it I liked Luca it was just nice and sweet you know there is a place for nice and sweet cartoons every once in a while you know they don't have to be like big spectacles like Incredibles or Coco or Toy Story 3 all the time you know um but yeah you know I I hope Disney starts making some better decisions you know um I mean the number one thing I think they can do to get on people's graces assuming there's a good script is doing a Pirates 5 with Johnny Depp and giving Jack Sparrow a true good send-off. Because I think that is something that Pirates fans really, really want. I know I do. You know. Um, but who knows if they're going to be able to, you know, talk Depp into coming back after the way they treated him. I wouldn't be mad if, if, if he said no, because I get it. You know. Um, do we need a Jungle Cruise 2? You know, the fact that a Jungle Cruise 2 was announced really just kind of shows you they are throwing shit at the wall and look i like jungle cruise i didn't hate it it wasn't pirates of the caribbean it definitely wasn't haunted mansion i thought this new haunted mansion movie was phenomenal i had so much fun with that movie but neither of those movies haunted mansion or jungle book even come close to touching pirates you know like you've got they have got to get back to that level of standard for for their movies and they just haven't take your time write a good script make sure it makes sense make sure you have the right people attached to it for the story yeah it'd be cool to work with you know Lakeith Stanfield yeah it would be cool to work with this person or that person don't just bring them in for the sake of you want to work with them like make sure it makes sense you know um like the rock was fun but you really needed somebody different in that role um you needed somebody like like uh jason bateman or ryan reynolds or you know, hell, even if you want to 
I don't even know what this guy is doing these days, but, um, shoot. I just forgot his name. Um, uh, shoot. I gotta look up his name. This is gonna drive me nuts if I don't. Um, why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, he was in a perfect getaway. He's in a... Steve Zahn. There. Steve Zahn. You need somebody like a Steve Zahn. Those types of actors is what you needed for that role. Okay? Emily Blunt is good. Everybody else in the movie, fine. The Rock was just so out of... Didn't make sense. So, um... I don't know. Um... Because, like, look, I'm just waiting for the Marvels to drop on Disney+. Plus. And say with Wish. Like, you know... Like, if I had the money to go see a movie, I would go see Godzilla Minus One right now. I wouldn't go see either of these Disney movies. You know? Because they don't look good. And it's like, uh, I could waste my time at home when these drop on Disney+. Plus. So... All that to say, Disney just needs to get their shit together. That's my point of view. Yeah, I'm excited for Toy Story 5. Excited for Frozen 3. You know. Really excited for Elio. But, you know, we've, we've got to do better. We've got to do better. If they don't do better, Disney is just going to keep losing billions of dollars each year. Because these big studios may not realize it but we as the audience are putting our feet in the dirt we are we are drawing the line that's like look if it doesn't interest us and there's something else that does we're not gonna go see your thing we're gonna go see the other thing you know it just it is what it is so you want us to go see your thing make sure it's good you know like, I would go see Godzilla Minus One over either of those two movies. I would go see Wonka over those two movies. I would go see The Color Purple over that. If I'm ever lucky enough, if a theater around me ever gets poor things, I would go see that over. Like, basically, any of the Oscar uh, poss- possible movies, you know, uh, I, would, I would go see those all over seeing Wish or the Marvels. So, yeah. So that's my point of view. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys on this podcast. Peace out.